Welcome to our One Year Bible Weekly Devotional, based on the February 15-21 through 21 readings in the One Year Bible. Nothing compares. Initial impressions. From this week's New Testament reading in Mark 2.12, after an encounter with Jesus, those present exclaim, We've never seen anything like this before! Indeed, there is nothing like the work of God. And, as the Hebrew people were discovering in this week's Leviticus passage, there is also nothing like the holiness of God. Simply put, there is nothing like God. Nothing compares. Nothing. Ever. All competitors are left wanting. All analogies fall short. All conceptions are insufficient. There is no God but God. Nothing rivals. Nothing approaches. Nothing compares. Going deeper. Why should we still read Leviticus today? Didn't Jesus' life, death, and resurrection make all that stuff obsolete? These are good questions. Yes, Jesus did change things permanently. But nonetheless, yes, this book is still important for us today as well. But how can both of these things be true? As for Jesus, he is Emmanuel. God with us on earth. God became a human in order to relate to us physically, lead us clearly, love us visibly, and save us completely. This is Jesus. It is because of what Jesus does for us that we are able to spend forever with God. It is his perfect life, his holy actions, his faultless faith, his sacrificial death, and his miraculous resurrection that connect us to God forever. It's all about him. Because of him, we no longer have to participate in the pageantry that the Hebrew people did in Leviticus in order to enjoy God's presence. Because of him, we do not have to conduct elaborate ceremonial cleansing practices in order to speak with God. Because of him, we do not have to shed blood in order to ask forgiveness from God. Because of him, we no longer rigidly follow Leviticus's ritual purification laws. And, frankly, we should not. At least not for the same reasons they were followed when Leviticus was written. For if we do follow these particular laws in an effort to make ourselves ceremonially clean in God's eyes, then that would be to deny that Jesus already made us clean through what he already did for us. However, this gift Jesus gives us does not erase the Leviticus writings. What Jesus does do, though, is change the way we should read such writings today. Instead of looking to Leviticus ritual purification laws for specific practical actions to take in order to cleanse ourselves before God, which is the way the ancient Hebrews had to look at them, we should now look to Leviticus for help in appreciating the holiness gap between us and God. We should read Leviticus with humility, with gratitude, and with an eye on the lookout for signals. Signals of what, you ask? Well, if we look closely, we may see foreshadowing of Jesus' sacrifice. We may see the seriousness with which God takes sin. 
we may see how detail-oriented God is when it comes to our reconciliation. We may see how much God cares about even the smallest decisions of our moral lives. As you can see, there actually is a lot that Leviticus signals. There is still, even today, a lot to see, a lot to appreciate, and a lot by which to be humbled in Leviticus, if we are willing to slow down and look for it all. And if we are so willing, we will likely see that truly nothing compares. Getting real. Nothing compares to God's work in becoming a human. Nothing compares to the love that motivated such a radically selfless act. Nothing compares to the gift such an act was and is to us. Indeed, nothing compares to Jesus. All this is evident in our readings from Mark. As John the Baptist says in Mark 1, 7, Someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not even worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. End quote. As is reported in Mark 1.18, after hearing Jesus speak to them for the first time, Simon and Andrew, quote, left their nets at once and followed him, end quote. As the disciples say in Mark 4.41, quote, Who is this man? they ask each other. Even the wind and waves obey him, end quote. Certainly, nothing compares to who Jesus actually is. But even so, does anyone or anything compare to the importance of Jesus in your own heart today? Does God's gift to you have any competitors? Do you have another Lord in the rightful place of the Lord? Does Jesus fit nicely alongside other priorities that are of comparable importance to you? Perhaps we all need to think about whether we treat Jesus with the seriousness that our Mark passages indicate he's due. After all, in reality, nothing compares. <laughs>